Hey, welcome. It is uh, eight minutes after the hour, and uh, co-hosting with me today, Eminem from Black Rifle. That's Mike and Megan. They're in Boonville. Terrific. I, I mean, I really, I love Black Rifle. Uh, I bought plenty of firearms from uh, Black Rifle, and uh, I don't think I've ever had a bad deal, and I don't think I've ever uh, fired, a, I bought a weapon I didn't really love. Uh, they really know what they're talking about. We've been chatting about uh, favorite firearms, uh, one you'd most like to shoot. If you want to contribute, uh, go to uh, our Facebook page. Got some responses there. I'll go through those in a couple of seconds. Or you can call 874-9390. We're also going to find out what Mike and Megan have brought to the table today. Uh, but uh, Nathan says uh, MK-19s are fun. Belt-fed 40-millimeter yeah. grenade cannon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we're, we're, we're digging into things that uh, are, are a little tricky here to, to be able to get your hands on. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Michael says uh, the MG42, that's a belt-fed uh, uh, firearm. Yeah, MG, MG42 was definitely one in my brain when I was when I was trying to narrow it down uh so uh, yeah i have not shot that one yet either but that is definitely on my list yeah so the uh the the browning uh, bar um uh, what else did the the dylan minigun both of you guys want to shoot that um and the modus belt fed 50 yeah so there are even even people like mike and megan have guns on their wish list that they'd like to shoot what's on your wish list what would you like to shoot? What would you like to own? Give us a call or post on Facebook, uh, and we'll get to you. I promise. 874-9390, toll-free 800-529-5572. Wrapping it up on uh, the uh, uh, top 10 uh, guns was a, uh, a twenty two long rifle with a suppressor. And, you know, they are fun. They're inexpensive to shoot. And with They're this, incredible fun. Yeah. Um, it's just, uh, I mean, I, I don't think people, that's, uh, I, I jokingly say that a, uh, a 22 suppressed, uh, it, getting a suppressor for a 22 is the gateway drug of getting into NFA items. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, it, it's, it's the inexpensive option to start off with, uh, but once you shoot a 22 suppressed, it is just ignorant fun. I mean, I, I shoot, you know, big stuff, full auto stuff, you know, machine guns and things all the time. But one of my absolute favorite things to shoot is, you know, the, the Banshee AR in 22 with a four and a half inch barrel suppressed. It is just so fun. It is so fun. I mean, I like words, words can't quite describe it. And it doesn't uh, cost an arm and a leg to every time you squeeze a round off. But, but it takes you a minute to reload the magazine. Well, that's why Gwen has me. That's yep. that apparently is my job in life. Uh, some guys have a conjugal duty. Mine is to reload the rifle when she's shooting. Um, <laughs> I, literally, I, I and I blame Tim Oliver for this over at LearnToCarry dot com. He was the first one to let, to let her shoot uh, an AR fifteen, and it was one with a twenty two conversion. And you could see her in you know, the blonde hair and the and the big smile on her face and she really was just so sexy uh, but after that she had to have one so I got one and every time we go out shooting uh, I spend most of my time 
reloading the magazines. I, I even started trying to like load them up before I leave uh, so that I would have a little time to shoot myself. Um, but she just plinks right through them. It is so much what, fun. There is a, a Caldwell speed loader for those magazines that is a lifesaver. Mm -hmm. uh, we actually have a few of them that we take to events whenever we shoot a lot of 22s. Uh, you just dump around a box of uh, ammo in the speed loader, shake it up, they fall into the right place, and you literally clip it onto the magazine and just start pulling the trigger on the speed loader. It is so much faster. So I may have to I'll, invest I'll, I'll, in I'll that. I'll send a link to it and I'll send it to you. Yeah, I'll, I may have to invest in that <clears throat> so the next time she and I go out, I have a chance to shoot. Um, all right. What you guys bring to the table this morning? Guns. Of course. That's why you're here. <laughs> oh, I might be a little slap happy this morning. Just a tad. Well, it's been a fun show. I mean, we've really, I've got some serious stuff that we're going to get to, but uh, we've just had a lot of fun this morning talking about uh, firearms we'd love to shoot in the top 10. Uh, but uh, give me the first one. What do we have? All right, first one we'll do is a Glock 40 Gen 4 MOS. So that is a 6-inch barrel 10 mil that has a cut for a red dot on the slide. And, and uh, it, you know, it's, Glock is probably the most ubiquitous handgun in the world. Um, it, it seems like everybody loves a Glock. <coughs> and one of their... One of their advantages is that they are so damn dependable, um, and they really stand behind them. Uh, but this uh, Glock 40, what caliber is it? 10 millimeter. 10 millimeter. Ooh. That's oh, sounds, yeah. That sounds like fun. Um, and uh, it, it, how many do you, do you have more than one in stock? I mean, if people are heading down there to see you at, uh, at 10 o'clock when you throw open the doors, uh, and if more than one person wants a 10 millimeter Glock 40, Gen 4, will you be able to accommodate them? I just have one in store, but it looks like I am able to reorder those right now. That could very well change by Monday because um, things are still pretty hard for us to get a hold of. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that next. I was going to ask you about uh, ammo and things like that. Is it, is the, because I understand the demand is still out there. Oh, absolutely. Um, ammo wise, we still. I have some um, nine millimeter. I don't have any for sale unless you're buying the firearm in nine mil. Um, most other calibers, I'm pretty well stocked on. Geez, I wonder if I could sell some of my extra nine millimeter. But then, what would Gwen use for self defense? Oh, it yeah, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, and she would use the last round on me. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> She's a better shot than me, so I'm I'm always very nice to her. Uh, all right, so the uh, 10 millimeter Glock uh, 40 uh, Gen 4, uh, it is uh, down at Black Rifle. Uh, what's the price break on that one? Uh, that one is at 750. Ooh, good deal. All right, next on the list. Going from giant to smaller. Um, we're going to the SN509, and the one that I brought is actually their compact, which is more of a subcompact in my mind. Um, it's a 12-rounder, but it does have a 15-round mag with it, and it has raised sights, and like the Glock, it is cut for a red dot. 
And this is one of their newer ones, too. Like, they haven't had this compact out too terribly long. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, it, it's kind of in the in, in the realm of, like, the size of the Glock 43 and the SIG 365, a little bit bigger. Um, I'd but, say closer to the Glock 26 size. Yeah, it's a it, it's kind of an in between size. It's definitely a subcompact, but it's got really good capacity and for for what it is, interchangeable back straps, uh, RMR cut to put the dot on it. When I was picking up play with it a while ago, I jokingly saw how tall the sides were, and I think the front sight looked like a dorsal fin. But <laughs> <laughs> um, sometimes um, it's hard to get your hands on FNs. Um, yeah, have they improved that at all? Uh, right now, FN is well a few brands in the realm of handguns that I can actually get. Uh, I believe right now I have at least five of them in store. All right. Well, that's neat. Um, it, it really kind of depends on the caliber, though. Like, if you're looking at, like, an FN and a 9mm or something like that, those are probably going to definitely be more attainable. But, yeah, if you're looking for a 5.7, yeah, that's going to be probably un- unobtainium. Uh, you know, the P90s, the Scars, things of that sort. You know, they're kind of more niche things. Yeah, those aren't going to be as available. But, a, you know, a good, you know, workhorse of a carry gun, fortunately, they are producing those. Right, that's uh, hammer-fired? Striker-fired. Striker-fired. All right. Um, all right. And uh, you've got that down there at uh, Black Rifle, and you have a couple of them. That is really good news. All right, yeah, uh, I've got a couple of them in various sizes as well. All right, so if you're uh, curious, they are posted at uh, the Facebook page, Gary on Guns, uh, and uh, you can you can see the uh, FN five hundred nine compact. It's right up there, nine millimeter. All right, uh, Megan and Mike with us from Black Rifle in Boonville. We got one more firearm on the list. We'll get back to that, and then uh, some serious talk about some people with carry permits who have done some really brave things. That's coming up. Gary on Guns, 93.9 Eagle. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad, glad to be with you. Uh, from Black Rifle, Mike and Megan with us. Mike to the rescue. Uh, I, I lamented that uh, when I go shooting with Gwen and she takes the AR with a 22 conversion on it, I spend all my time uh, reloading magazines. And he sends me the uh, lightning grip loader. Does that work with uh, any caliber? Yeah, there's a, well, no, that's just 22, but you have to get the adapter uh, for the specific magazine you want to run it on. So there's there's a little plate that you interchange. Like, so if you had a Ruger, you know, uh, 1022 or, you know, whatever it is you've got in a 22, there's an adapter for it, but there is an adapter for the AR conversion mags. And that thing is a lifesaver. Like I said, we were talking about before the break, it's just, we, we load a, a ton of 22 mags also, and if we're dumping them in full auto, they go really quick. Like, we will literally have a tote full of mags loaded that we'll have to start reloading. And those things just, that thing just saves the day. It is the best speed loader for 22, especially in the AR platform I've ever seen. Uh, I'm going to have to get one now. Just, it just, yeah. it just so that I can have a little, you know, time of my own to, to shoot my own weapon. I was say, yeah, I mean, what's your time worth? That speed loader in comparison is is not that expensive. So, I mean, it, it'll, it's going to allow you both to enjoy time at the range even more. By the way, when you're shooting twenty two, and i got to go to the phones here in just a second, but when you're shooting a twenty two um, conversion in an AR, is there a particular round that works better than others, or are there some that don't work as well as others? Not Remington ammo. 
Don't use Remington 22? It doesn't always work the best. Um, kind of the the default answer is if you ever have a chance to get a hold of CCI mini mags, CCI mini mags seem to work in everything, even 22s that are really picky. Uh, but when it comes to the 22 conversions, I would recommend just staying with a decent quality copper plated hollow point. Um, avoid the lead tip stuff just because you, you get little bits of lead shaving, you get lead fouling, it gums it up a little bit faster, it starts having uh, feeding issues. Uh, so, you know, a, a decent quality copper plated hollow point would be my main recommendation. All right, uh, 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. We're going to talk about a third weapon. We'll talk about some concealed carry permit holders. We've got all kinds of things left in the program. Not a lot of time, so let me go to the phones. And uh, Mike is first in line. Mike, welcome. Glad to have you on Carry on Guns. Morning, guys. I'm learning as I go. You guys are covering kind of what I was going to ask. I bought one of those Radical RF-15s out there at Black Rifle last year. And a couple weeks ago, I picked up one of those conversion kits and I want to give a shout-out to the guy. Uh, I, I didn't get his name, by the way. Big fella, dark hair. He was breaking down that AR in front of me. He was pretty much looking and talking to me and not even looking at the gun much, and that was impressive. <laughs> but he, he, he told me that uh, that 22 rounds are a lot dirtier than the, the two, two, three, you know, 50-grain rounds I usually run. And so what you're, just, what you're saying right now is no Remington, and what would you say is the best, you know, cleanest rounds? Mike? Uh, uh, I mean, it's, it's no matter which ones you go with, I don't know that there really is a kind of quote-unquote clean 22 round. Um, you know, I, I, again, you know, falling back on it, I think CCI mini mags are still going to be probably one of your better burning rounds out there. Um, I, I know as far as test fire purposes, uh, we use a lot of federal. Uh, so the federal uh, copper plate and hollow points are, are going to typically run pretty good for you, too. And then as far as cleaner, um, CCI has started making some, quote-unquote, clean 22. I don't know how well it'll run in the conversion kits, but if you come across some of that, may give that a try. Well, all right. Thanks a lot for the pointers. I'm enjoying the show. Have a great morning. Thanks, Mike. Hey, Mike, you if you too. could shoot any one firearm, what would it be? Well, I sent it in earlier, the phalanx. Oh, that was you that was that, that sent that. All right. Thanks, Mike. See you later. All right. See you. Take care. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Dave, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. How are you this morning? I'm just peachy keen, Gary. I just tuned in as I'm driving, and I heard your conversation. I've tried to fire the CCI as well as the Remington and a CMMG with a conversion kit, and they are extremely frustrating at the very least. The thing that I've shot probably six or seven hundred rounds with is Aquila, which makes a, a copper-plated twenty-two round. I've never had a misfire, never had a foul up. Uh, I would highly recommend Aquila, and it's very reasonably priced. All right, sounds good. Uh, All right. You 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 floored me with that recommendation, Dave. Well, I mean, I have I've used it a bunch and never had any problem with it. All right. Thanks for the uh, recommendation, Dave. Take care. Have a great one. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Glad to have you on Gary and Guns. All right. Uh, Brian, what do I have left for time here? I'm re really close to the uh, edge. You here. have uh, three minutes. <clears throat> three minutes. All right. So we've got a third firearm and a final firearm, and then we're going to get into some serious gun talk. Um, what's the third one? 
I only brought two, goofball. What? <laughs> yeah, we only had the two that we talked about, I believe. Oh, is that it? Just two? All right. Yeah. yeah. Silly me. I thought there was a third, but all right. Um, well, I mean, there, there, there's more than two guns present, but right. I mean, those are the only two we plan on talking about. All right. Well, that's and there, and that's plenty, no doubt about it. Uh, 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. If you've got a, a question, uh, we've got the answers. Mike and Magel, Megan in from Black Rifle in Boonville. Uh, over at crimeresearch.org, there is a um, a, a list, uh, and it's just a short uh, 15 cases where people legally carrying guns stopped crimes. Um, and, and it just, it, one short period. Uh, from late September to early October uh, of last year. And the reason I bring this up is, uh, you know, we could do this every month, for any month. Uh, there is, in any given month, 15, 20 cases of somebody uh, brandishing a weapon to stop an attack. And that's just the tip of the iceberg, because there are many more cases where nobody ever fires around, and nobody goes to the police. Uh, and we know this by uh, from polling data. But you don't see a lot of it in the news. They don't seem to want to cover this stuff. Um, and in many cases, these people are heroes. In many cases, uh, these people um, risk their own lives to save others. Uh, we've got a case uh, in uh, Miami, Florida. A guy was uh, in a fast food restaurant that sells uh, chicken. Uh, you'd think it would be uh, spinach because it's called Popeye's, but uh, no, it was chicken. Anyway, uh, he walked outside. He's being followed by another guy, uh, and, he's, and the guy uh, gets hit from behind, and he's taken a beating. Cell phone video taken by a witness shows a good Samaritan who identified herself to the local news as Lulu firing a gun in the direction of the incident in order in an effort to stop the attack, and it did. He warned the assailant, stop or I'll shoot. Just the tip of the iceberg goes on every month. Mike and Megan with us from Black Rifle in Boonville on Gary on Guns, Hot Talk 93.9 Eagle. It is 35 minutes after the hour. Mike and Megan in from Black Rifle. Uh, every, every day... People use a firearm to thwart the bad guys. The news media doesn't usually carry it. And in many cases, it doesn't even get reported. It shows up in survey data. But if you're looking to tell people that, uh, you know, carrying a gun is a bad thing uh, and don't recognize how many lives are saved by the good guys carrying a gun, thought I'd shoot through a couple, pardon the expression, stories uh, from crime prevention research that happened in just one month. Uh, we talked about uh, this uh, Florida case, but in Kentucky, uh, a pizza delivery driver turned the tables on some would-be robbers by pulling out his own weapon and trading shots with them. Uh, police said that uh, an adult and a minor attempted to rob the Domino's driver at gunpoint when the driver pulled out his own gun. Uh, right now, the minor is uh, incarcerated. And the adult, uh, last uh, I heard of the story, was uh, in the hospital because he had been shot. Uh, and, and by the way, and, and I'll ask uh, Mike to chime in on this because he used to train people. One of the things I learned from Tim Oliver is that it takes the brain uh, 
a little time to recognize when somebody pulls out their firearm if if you're uh, you know being accosted uh, and that sometimes is the difference between succeeding and failing at defending yourself which I would argue is a good reason if nothing else to train um, on uh, your your draw because that fraction of a second or two uh, makes the difference in many cases or can between life and death yeah, you definitely need to, to train on the draw. I mean, no matter what your carry style is, if you plan on carrying outside the waistband, uh, you're going to have less stuff between you and your gun. The draw stroke there is probably going to be something you could get down a little easier. Uh, if you like carrying inside the waistband, hidden under a shirt, something of that sort, uh, that's definitely something I would recommend. You know, Both of those cases, I would highly recommend getting training on how to draw properly. Uh, because just because you see it on TV or YouTube videos or something still doesn't necessarily give you the right technique for drawing. Um, you know, because there are there, there are certain ways you want to do it. I mean, you want to make sure that when you draw, you don't have your finger close to that trigger. You want to make sure uh, that you're not inadvertently pointing it inward like you're, you know, kind of lasering your leg. Uh, so there's definitely technique uh, that an actual instructor is going to help you with when it comes to drawing. Uh, the addition to that little bit of, you know, you're already behind the eight ball because you're having to possibly react to something. Um, So the other thing I would highly recommend too is carry with one in the chamber. Uh, I mean, a lot of people that there's a lot of people that have a lot of opinions on that, but I mean, if you think about it uh, in the simplest of terms, trying to chamber around after you've drawn it, in that kind of situation would be kind of the equivalent of trying to put your seatbelt on when you notice you're about to have an accident. Yeah, um, I've uh, I've always uh, had uh, around ready to go uh, because I don't want to have to spend that extra time chambering around. Uh, the 1911 yeah, is mean, cocked and locked. firearms are so safe. Um, if you're carrying in a proper holster, uh, it really shouldn't be an issue. I mean, Glocks have no manual safeties to engage or disengage. Uh, they do have safeties built in that are all pretty much deactivated by pulling the trigger. But as long as you have a good holster that covers that trigger and keeps it from inadvertently being pulled, um, and you're doing your job and following the four safety rules and not putting your finger on that trigger until you are ready to shoot, there really should be no problem for it. Uh, so carrying one in the chamber, I would... I mean, that's the only way I advise. Um, With regard to holsters, um, I've got an inside and an outside the belt um, holster. What I like about the inside the belt holster is that I can, uh, you know, I don't have to have an open shirt. Uh, I could just blouse it a little bit over the firearm and and nobody can see it. But uh, it, it really took some practice for me to get the shirt out of the way and not pull the shirt out of my pants with a gun. Uh, the out. Yeah, I mean, there's. Go ahead. There's a technique for sure. Uh, I mean, it definitely depends on how you carry. I mean, even if you're carrying inside the waistband and you're literally just having your shirt untucked and hanging over it, you still need to get that fabric out of the way before you draw. Yeah, I find it. Carrying- I find it easier if I'm wearing a t-shirt and a and a uh, and a uh, long shirt to just sweep the shirt out of the way. And by the way, I practice this as everybody should. Uh, but I find that's easier for me than uh, blousing it and trying to pull. 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, if he's blousing it, I mean, typically that's going to mean you're going to get your your uh, you know support hand involved by just grabbing the shirt and pulling it out of the way as your dominant hand's going for the gun. Um, you know, it, it, it's amazing if you just have you know a, a shirt kind of loose. Uh, how your draw hand can actually just kind of, for lack of a description, just push it out of the way or swipe it out of the way or something that can make it easier. Uh, there are a lot of little tricks people do too. Like if you're just wearing a really light overshirt, you know, button down shirt that's maybe not buttoned. Um, I've literally seen people sew like, uh, washers, uh, like, you know, bolt and washer type washers inside the corner of the hem of a shirt that gives it a little bit of weight so that when you fling your shirt, it actually gives it weight to fling farther and away from the gun. Gives it some inertia, giving you time. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a bunch of fun little, you know, hacks, uh, so to speak, uh, that are out there to to make things just give you that little bit of an advantage that you might need. Because, you know, as Tim Oliver says, uh, cheating in a gunfight is not only encouraged, it's rewarded. Uh, So... (laughs) Any little bit of an advantage you can give yourself, uh, you know, take it. Take it. Yeah. You know, if you had to get to the situation where you had to draw a gun, you know, having a washer sewn into your shirt, I don't really think it's going to come up in the defense argument, but who knows? Yeah, well, it just, it sounds great in the clothes dryer. Um, I'm sure, yeah. 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 Megan, are there any more challenges? There, is there any difference, you know, for women uh, to conceal carry that's uh, more of a challenge than men? I would say yes if you're carrying in a bag or a purse. Yeah. Um, That's definitely a little bit more of a a hurdle, but, you know, I still carry inside the waistband kind of like everybody else does. So I I at least face the same same challenges, but definitely, like, bag carrying would be a, a big obstacle. Is it more difficult for somebody who is slight of build or uh, more difficult for somebody who is hefty? Uh, to conceal carry uh, in the waistband? You know, at one point I used to say one or the other, but I really think it's pretty equal yeah. now with the, with the quality of holsters. The main thing is people need to just, you know, the biggest obstacle is people's mindset. They think, no, I can't hide that, or no, that's going to be uncomfortable. Um, but they also want to spend... Ten dollars on a holster, or you know, they're <laughs> like, oh, you know, you know, I want to carry this, but you know, it's not going to work because this holster doesn't work. Well, you just did just spend ten dollars on a holster that probably would I wouldn't trust to you know hold an airsoft gun. Um, so it's one of those things. Quality holster is going to matter. So no matter how small you are, no matter how big you are, the right holster is where it all boils down to. It's gonna you're gonna have a level of comfort with it and with that comfort comes confidence um so even women that say they don't want to carry inside the waistband uh i think it's just because i mean for one i mean think about it guys always have crap in our pockets you know we're used to having stuff on our waistband in our pockets and stuff women typically do not carry as much stuff in that manner so introducing that to women is just something they need to learn you know it's 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 a learning curve and once they get used to it you're definitely going to see them be a lot more comfortable with it. Concealed carry purses are one way to go, uh, but I've I, you know I've I've seen one or two designs that looked effective. My wife has one. Speaking of Tim Oliver, she got it I think through Tim, uh, where you can actually uh, put the uh, uh, 
the strap around her neck or her shoulder, whatever, and then mm-hmm. slip her hand inside this pocket uh, and and hang on to the to the firearm. So if somebody grabs the purse, uh, they literally are uncovering the firearm that she's already got in her hands, uh, which looked like a, a pretty effective weapon to me or, or, or holster to me, if you will. Um, yeah. the, the thing is, off-body carry is definitely something you really, really, really need to have training with uh, because carrying in something like a purse, it, it, it takes all kind of modern convention on how to draw and present your gun and throws it out the window, and you have to introduce all new stuff. Uh, so even if you're somebody that is trained and knows how to draw from a holster, and you got all this stuff in your you know bank of knowledge and you know in your skill sets, uh, the minute you change to a new carry style, you know it, you got guys that are out backpacking or something that might have a hidden compartment in their backpack because that's where they want to carry while out hiking. You, you need to learn how to draw from that position and be able to do it efficiently. Otherwise, you're, you're going to stumble and you're probably going to cost yourself some time that's going to give the other guy the advantage. So, I mean, it's there are a ton of great options. I mean, off-body carry, off carry is great. Uh, purses for women are great. Backpacking, uh, you know, there's, there's a ton of great stuff out there, but you really, really have to train with how you're going to carry. You know, yep. So there, there is no one-size-fits-all solution to carrying. There's no one-size-fits-all solution to training. You know, you have to train as you're going to fight. All right. You well, know, you can you go head on down to Black Rifle in Boonville uh, and talk to the experts about uh, different holsters and ways to carry because uh, they are experts. You're listening to Gary on Guns. Hot Talk 93.9 Eagle. Hey, it's 51 minutes after the hour. It's uh, the Mike and Megan hour from Black Rifle. Megan is uh, running around getting ready to turn on lights and uh, power up the uh, the Black Rifle store. It is in Boonville. A uh, short ride and a great store. What? Somebody going to say something there? Did I hear something, Mike? Yeah, it might have been me, me sliding my phone across the table. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say something intelligent. Uh, so I was going to stop and listen. Me? Yeah, well, that's why I was going to stop and listen. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Actually, uh, boy, if there's uh, one person in town that knows as much about uh, the firearms themselves as how to shoot them and how to train, it's Mike uh, from uh, Black Rifle. And uh, I've been blessed to be in the great industry for years and have many great mentors and friends in the industry. Uh, yeah, I'd like... It's kind of amazing. There was uh, times when I used to watch people on YouTube, and I was like, hey, I kind of want to learn from them, and now I call some of those people friends. So it's just uh, it, it's an incredible industry to be in, uh, and the community is incredible. So it's definitely something to, you know, it's it's a lot easier to introduce new shooters than you would think. So sorry, I got a little sidetracked there. No, there's no problem with that because, uh, you know, one of the things that I find about uh, shooters and I don't care if you go out to uh, uh, Green Valley or, or wherever, uh, and you start talking to these shooters, they're so friendly, even if they're competing with you, um, mm-hmm. they'll, actually, <laughs> they'll actually help you compete with them. Uh, that's the kind of people they, that they are. You know, there's an old saying, uh, uh, an armed society is a polite society. Uh, these people are damn right, uh, downright uh, fun and, and, and generous. Um, and oh, yeah. It, they're absolutely incredible. I mean, you go to things like the Bianchi Cup. And unfortunately, due to the situation, uh, the way the world is acting this year, uh, Bianchi Cup has been canceled. I can't remember if it was postponed till like, August or something. Um, 
but yeah, that's you know, usually in May, isn't it? Yeah, it's usually yeah, it's usually the last week in May. Um, and but it, it got, I believe it's postponed. I have to double check the dates. Uh, but you have world class shooters. I mean, I'm talking best of the best from all of the world that come into Central Missouri to compete against each other, and it's free to go spectate out of Green Valley when they hold it. Uh, but you see these world-class shooters walking along in between stages or their downtime before their stages, and they are generous with knowledge. Uh, you know, if you have a question, they love answering them. Uh, new shooters are out there all the time. Uh, youth shooters, uh, you know, they, they, they get pointers because, I mean, they know the, the youth are, you know, the, there are next generation of gun buyers and gun owners and gun builders and innovators and, you know, uh, our industry is in their hands. It is. Um, it is just a remarkable group of people, and and uh, I, I wish the anti-gun people uh, had some experience hanging out with these people, find out how nice they are, uh, and 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 you know you, we were talking earlier about uh, favorite firearms uh, and ones you'd like to shoot, uh, and we talked about the twenty-two uh, with the uh, suppressor on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you could get them. Just to try that, just give it a you know, give it a whirl. Uh, oh yeah, they would. I mean that, that that's such an easy way to start too. I mean no recoil. It's not loud. It's easy to operate. It's just there's, there's so many things to start right there. I mean I I I purposely went out and bought specific twenty two revolvers and and twenty two semi automatic handguns to to take to the range to introduce new shooters. Cause you had people that would reach out to me, they wanted to learn, but you know, starting off with a, you know, decently recoiling a nine millimeter might not be, you know, what they're comfortable with. I mean, if they're, if they're coming from being afraid of guns or whatever it is, you know, something loud and violent in their hand is probably not going to make them any more comfortable. So you have to do, you know, baby steps. You have to ease them into it. 22 is an incredible way to do that. Uh, let's go grab a quick phone call here before we run out of hour because Matt is on the line. Matt, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Yes, sir. Hey, just a reminder, me. I heard they said the Bianchi Cup was canceled, but we do have some shooting opportunities right here in Missouri. We've got a big TCC match coming up this next weekend, and there'll be at least five of the top shooters in the United States out there shooting this match. And so, uh, where is this going to be? This is at Lead Farm Three Gun Range. It's in in Versailles, so we're about an hour south of Columbia. Good. And, uh, look it up on Facebook. Lead Farm Three Gun Range. All right, you're you're, you're breaking up something awful here. Um, do, do you have a website where you can send people so they can get more information? Uh, Facebook is the easiest. Lead Farm Three Gun is the Facebook page. All right, Lead Farm Three Gun. All right, I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Matt. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Lead Farm. All right, thanks, sir. All righty, Lead Farm. Yes. Three yeah, it's going to be a great weekend. I've actually got some friends coming down that are world-class shooters. Uh, they're coming down from uh, Wisconsin uh, to shoot in that. So I'm going to meet up with them next week. They're going to go out and check out that range and everything. But, yeah, there's going to be uh, Lead Farm 3 going down in Versailles. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's going to be a good match. 
Uh, you want to go very quickly, and I'm, I'm almost out of time, but just give people uh, who are new to the uh, program uh, uh, an indication of what three-gun match is all about, because uh, it is as it applies three guns. Yeah, it, it's competing with three different guns. They, have, they just set up where you'll go from, like, pistol to shotgun to rifle, um, and not necessarily in that order, um, but it's, uh, yeah, you, you have to use all three guns, uh, and you have to clear all the plates, and, you know, but it's Best score, least misses, wins. And it's much fun to watch. Black Rifle, Boonville, go there. Mike, thank you for being with us. Hey, thank you very much for having us. All right, buddy. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.